I have a prayer request here that I read tonight, and it kind of goes with what I want to cover tonight. It says, please pray for me that I can ride out the storms in my life and not sink beneath them. Boy, what a request. Anybody faced any storms? Every one of us. Somebody might be facing the storm right now. But God says, fear not, for I am with you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear who, what can man do to me? Can I tell you something? Man can do absolutely nothing to you unless God allows it. If he's got a purpose for your life, which he does, he began a good work in you and he's going to see it to completion. He has a work for you and man cannot stop what God's doing. But going through the storms of life, sometimes they can set us back, can't they? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because I know this is a real word here tonight. In Psalm 73, Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? Since I've been a Christian, there have been those times that I've had that. Since I have been pastoring, there have been those times that it's been like, throw in the towel, it's, I don't get it. And your faith starts to wane. It starts to go away. But here's what he's talking about. I've almost lost my foothold. For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is, a, is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. For their callous hearts, from their callous hearts comes iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. They scoff and speak with malice. With arrogance, they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, how would God know? Does the Most High know anything? This is what the wicked are like. Always free of care, they go on amassing wealth. Now my, my Bible here says this is the Psalm of Asaph. And apparently he's in a place right now that he is about to lose his faith. He is slipping. And he's looking around and he's seeing all the things that the world has and the bad people of the world, the wicked people of the world. He looks at their wealth. It's a good time to touch on the prosperity preachers. They don't know what they're talking about. Because when you step in the ring with God and when you say, I'm going to serve you, Lord, you may not have two pennies to rub together. But that has absolutely nothing to do with where your walk is with God or where your status is with God. 
But he had slipped into this place that he is seeing all these things going on and he's starting to wonder. His faith is starting to wane. Please pray for me that I can ride out the storms of my life and not sink beneath them. To me, this sounds the same. Something is going on and I'm facing storms and I don't want to sink. Now, if you're in here tonight and you wrote that because there's no name on it, let me... Let me encourage you. God is with you and the fact that you're asking God, the fact that you're able to see that, that's the Holy Spirit showing you, I need to pray. I need to call on others to pray for me because I'm getting in a bad place. Amen? Don't we need that? But he sees this and he sees all these, tro- all these things that are going on for these people. And, and we look at the world. And the world does that. As a matter of fact, when the, when the shooting happened this week, you had people asking, where was God? Why did he allow this to happen? Let me tell you something, folks. What happened this week in Charleston didn't sneak up on God. He knew it was coming. And he chose to allow it to happen so that he could be glorified. Amen? And listen to the testimony of the people from that church. I don't have room for hatred in my heart. The world doesn't understand that. CNN reporters are sitting there talking, I don't get it. You know why they don't get it? Because they don't know Jesus. And there may be people sitting in this church tonight, and there may be people here today who say, I don't get it. But you can get it if you know who Jesus is. And if you know His ways. But here's a man, he's having this problem. He's having this problem. He's dealing with this. Surely in vain I have kept... Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted and every morning brings new punishments. Sometimes God chastises us, doesn't he? Anybody had a chastise? I get whipped about every day. I'm about one of the most ruthless kids that God has. But he's saying, have I done all this in vain? I'm over here, Jesus, and I'm serving you. I'm learning your word. I am doing my best to apply it to my life. And I see all this going on over here. Have I done this in vain? And, and, and maybe I made a mistake today or yesterday. Maybe I had a thought to come into my mind that didn't belong there. And now you're chastising me. I'm getting beat up all the time. But can I tell you today, church, that that's what it's all about. God is making us into who we're to be. We're not to want the things of the world. There's a lot in this world that will make you want. There's a guy running for president now who has like $9 billion net worth or something like that. Supposedly. (laughs) Just like the rest of the world, one of the most arrogant individuals that you've ever heard talk. So many times and too many times, the people of the church, we start looking at things that way. Am I talking truth here? This is real. 
This made the pages of the Bible, so this is real. This happened back then, it happens today. And it's there so that we can be strengthened. We see what's going on, and we start wondering, well, where's my walk at with the Lord? Am I able to do this? Or am, am I doing this in vain? Am I okay with you, God? Is everything all right? But he, he lets us know. In here, he said, if I had spoken like that, I would have betrayed your children. He, these were just his thoughts. He hadn't put it out there for everybody to hear yet. But he had these thoughts. They were in his heart, and they were as real as real can get. And he knows that if I speak this out against the Lord, this will not be a good thing. This would steer your children away. But he says, When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. What we've been doing tonight is praying. Whether we're inside of the church building or whether we're at home beside of the bed or sitting in a tree stand, when we enter into prayer with God, we're entering into His sanctuary. We're entering into His presence. And only in His presence are we able to see things clearly. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can get off track. That's what I titled this tonight, getting off track. We can get ourselves off track to where we stop serving God. We start looking at all the things and all the people around us and all of this and that, and we start having ourselves a, a what I will call a little self-pity party. Even though it's real. And we stop serving God. Because He has a purpose for you. I read that off of the little thing we gave out today. That's from the Word of God, amen? It's true, it's real. And, and yet, He comes here and He says... I thought these, I had this in my heart, I thought this was real until I came into your sanctuary. You see, when we get into talking to God as we have been in prayer tonight and as in getting into His Word, we're coming into His presence, into His sanctuary. And when we get into His sanctuary, He helps the blinders to come off so that we can see things more clearly. You go on and read what he has there. He more or less is saying, you know, this is pretty bad where they're at. You're going to take care of business, God. They may be highfalutin today. They may have everything in the world today, but there's coming a time, and that time is coming soon, that it's no more. You die today, you don't know Jesus, it's game's up. And whether you had nothing or whether you had $9 billion, it's over. No more. And he was finally able to see that when he came into the sanctuary of God. And I've been, I've been, I've been afflicted, Lord. I, I've, this chastisement has been on me. You've been spanking me, God. Can I tell you something? God spanks us because he loves us. To those he loves is who he chastises, right? I know I just butchered that bad, but that's the precept. Right? Amen. I'll speak it in another language maybe and then it'll make more sense. I don't know. Sweetie's daddy used to be a coal miner. Brother Steve back there used to be a coal miner. And he's got the broken down body to, to prove it. All those years of laying in weird positions for hours on top of hours. 
top of ours. He's got the black lung to prove it. He's a broken down man. But inside of that, there was a lot of money came out of the ground for people back home. Now, for the most part, they make dope and sell it because there's no industry. They depended on wealth, and the wealth is gone. The EPA says, oh, coal's bad. We can't burn that stuff. It's killing the environment. But if you take a piece of coal where they might mine all that coal and seams would be, you know, between this thick to, you know, six, eight feet tall. But where that coal is, if they had not mined it out, a lot of years from now, that coal would become what? A diamond. It came from pressure. Fossilized fuels, the fossils, it comes from the dead things that gets in there. And then, and then that pressure, and over time, that pressure makes a diamond. And when a diamond comes out of the ground, it's something to behold, right? It's something that's wonderful. People spend a lot of money for it. People cheat to get it. Thieves are very good at doing what they've got to do to get in to steal these things. But that thing has gone through pressure. And when we see this pressure that we face, we're dealing with pressure. Anybody other than me dealing with pressure today? It's real. And it's very easy to get off track and start looking at what everybody else says. I can look over, oh, Brother Gene's life is perfect and all this and that. God, why is that? You know, jealousy just jumps in. Envy starts creeping in. These are sins, folks. They'll take us somewhere that we don't need to go. And the next thing you know, we're sitting over here and God's saying, I'm still over here. And chastisement comes. And it can lead us away. Anybody in here other than me believe you can walk away from Jesus? I believe it with all my heart. You can turn your back on God and be no more with him. That's a choice. But when this pressure comes, it makes diamonds. What happens with diamonds? They go to someplace else and they put them on rings. But they don't put that big rock on a ring that came out of the ground. They might get one this big. They cut it. They make it into what it's supposed to be with what we see in the jewelry stores and it costs a great deal of money to have one and we buy them for our ladies. That mineral had to go through a lot of pressure to become what it was. We go through pressure to become who Jesus wants us to be. Diamond in the rough. That's a good, that's a good word. But you see, he... He was in a bad place until he came into the sanctuary. Until he came into the presence of God. Folks, we can get on our knees all we want and pray. But until we truly come into the sanctuary of God, he can't work. Pastor Charlie preached this morning. Holy Spirit's not moving? Well, guess what? It's here. He is right here. What are you doing about it? You keeping him suppressed? Only he can work in our lives. Whatever you're facing today, you may, whoever put that prayer request in, only God can help you with where you're at. We as brothers and sisters will pray for you. We as brothers and sisters hopefully will follow the leading of the Spirit so that you can receive what you need to receive. And I hope this helps tonight. But until we let Him work in our lives, it's just other words.
Amen? I'm all for shouting and having a good time. I'm also all for and it's still small voice. We can't put him into working how we want him to work. We've got to let him work how he wants to work. Amen? And you're under pressure now. Man, everybody is under pressure it seems like nowadays. There is so much going on. But don't give up on God. Don't look at the world as some kind of measuring stick to see where we're at with Jesus to see what's going on in our lives and don't become envious of the things of the world, friends. Because we have eternal life with Jesus Christ. Eternal life. We die today going home. Maybe a tree falls down from a storm. We die today. We're with the Lord forever. We don't know Jesus. Game's over. It's easy to do that, isn't it? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You look over, oh, Pastor Charlie got him a pretty girlfriend and life's looking good for him. I'm picking on y'all now, is that okay? Good looking couple, ain't they? Praise God! Yes! And you can get to the place of getting envious to where we stop looking at Jesus. And by the way, there will be some storms that you guys, I don't know where your life's going. Who knows? We're open to Jesus, right? You may be friends forever. You may be a couple. You may be married someday. We don't know. But I know these two, from what I know, they're leaving it up to the Lord. And if it's what he don't want, then we shake hands and we move on. We stay close. We, we do what we got to do. But there's going to be a time as you grow in your ministry, my friend, and that growth is good, there will be some pressures. Sister Geraldine, there's going to be some pressures in your life. And God knows all about it. He is molding you into who he wants you to be. Don't look over here and see how Sister Margaret's doing and start getting all depressed, you know, because life's good. Stay focused on Jesus. And go to the sanctuary. Go to the place of prayer. Can I tell you something? When we go to the place of prayer, the devil don't want us there. You know why? Because it's powerful. Look how empty the church is tonight. Have kids day and everybody in the woodwork comes out and comes to church. Have kids day and fix some hot dogs and feed some food. You can pack the place out. Have a certain music group come in here to sing and say, we're going to give you some vittles and come on in. Everybody shows up. But have a prayer service because it's powerful. And can I tell you what? The devil is working overtime trying to keep people away from the place of prayer. Why? Because it's powerful. It's the place that you get delivered. It's the place that where you start to see things out of God's eyes. He, is, he sees things a lot different than we see them, right? His ways are not our ways. He is higher than us. And whatever's going on in my life, he is molding me. He says, I can take anything and everything and turn it for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. You've got a purpose. If you're saved today, you've got a purpose. You've got a purpose. And don't let the enemy drag you away. Don't let other saints drag you away who have hit in a weak spot. 
And they start, they're like drowning people. They start grasping for anything they can find. And the next thing you know, you're hurt. The next thing you know, you're drowning. Why would the saints of God allow anything like that to happen? Because we're human beings and it happened to this man and God says, I've got the answer for you. We're going to face some troubles. The world is going to keep on making its money and it's going to keep on doing its thing. We may have something, we may not have something, but can I tell you what? We have everything when we got Jesus Christ. Everything. You might see me 30 years from now wearing the same suit and it'll be tattered, and maybe I might be skinnier in 30 years. I don't know. My metabolism ain't right now. It ain't working on the food like it should. What you laughing at? <laughs> but it doesn't matter whether or not I'm wearing a 30-year-old suit. What matters is the anointing of God. The anointing of the God that will get in and touch your life and help you in the everyday situations that we live and that we deal with. Amen? And when pastor raises his hand and said, hey, I need some prayer because I'm dealing with something. I need some saints to get up with me. I need some people to come and lay hands on me. Maybe put a little oil on my head and pray for me so that I can do the job that I have been called to. I need to be able to depend on you. Amen? And you need to be able to depend on me. We're going to face some things. But if we go to the sanctuary of God, oh my goodness, He will help us to be able to see. And I can't see what tomorrow holds, but I do know this. A family joined the church today. They dedicated their babies today. And our jobs is to help them with that. They're going to face some things, but I'm telling you, God's working. Don't give up hope. Don't give up your faith. God is working. Brother Ben, God's working. You keep calling on Him, and He'll help you to see the way He wants you to see. Because the devil wants you to see another way. Sweetie, He wants you to see other things just to drag you down. And that's what we pray about. That's why we have a discerning spirit, right? One of the gifts of the Spirit is to be able to discern. It's not so we can pat ourselves on the back and tell everyone, oh, I've got discerning of the Spirit. Oh, no, when you start doing that, you don't have it no more. Because it ain't about you. Holy Spirit will never lift you on a pedestal. He will take you down so that Jesus can be lifted up. Then we have our pity party. Then we go to where Asaph was. But we don't have to stay there. Amen? So I wonder tonight as we close out in a final prayer. And don't let pride get in your way. If you're battling with something right now, come into the sanctuary of God so that you can see that the glass is actually half full and not half empty. Amen? If we believe in our hearts, if we believe in our hearts that with God all things are possible, that's what we pray tonight, right? See, we don't seek stuff that we don't believe in. Oh, we say amen to it sometimes, but it's not here. Oh, that's, it's not here. When it's not here, it has no power. Amen? Brother Gene, is that right? If it's not here, God's word has no power. Not in your life. 
So I wonder if tonight you'll come for a final prayer. And just ask God to take the blinders off. Because he already knows where you're at. And I think he sent this message tonight for somebody or maybe several somebodies who's dealing with something. So that you can give him glory. Amen. We got state convention coming up. How many of you is planning on coming to state convention? Hey, man, it's just like having a revival over the next town. Woohoo! Exactly right. And I want to put up the thing, the 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 thing. But I want to ask you to do something. Pastor's going to get a little mean right now, okay? I'm going to put the thing up over here telling what's going on, when it's going on, who's doing what. If you're going to come, come for Jesus. Don't come for a particular singing group. Don't come for a particular preacher. Come for Jesus. And I promise you this, if you'll make that effort and you come with an open heart and you come seeking, God will feed you. And it might be somebody from another state. It might be somebody from another town. It might be somebody you just happen to sit beside of while it's going on. But let me tell you what, if you'll let God work, he will work. Don't tell him how he's got to work. Amen? You tell him how he's got to work, God stops. He goes on strike. Because he's no respecter of persons. And anything we read in this Bible can happen in our lives. Amen? So determined to come each night. If you want to, we'll get the bus out. Does that sweeten the deal any? Jesse's bringing hot dogs. (laughs) I shouldn't have to sweeten the deal to come to the convention and spend some time with Jesus and see what's going on in it. All right. Amen. Amen.